James Brimacombe, you are on the clock. You have the 101 in the playoff best ball tournament. Are you selecting Josh Allen or CD Lamb? Uh, right now, as of today, give me a either one i'm fine <laughs> but probably josh allen yes <laughs> uh, wow okay pretty much a coin flip uh why josh allen then and why is it close uh i mean are we talking underdog drafts we talking drafters DraftKings? you know like i'm i'm assuming we're talking just maybe underdog um yeah for our, our friends at underdog fantasy I- yeah, underdog. Well, whoever it is, uh, there's different formats. So their particular format, there's only 10, 10 rounds. Uh, the other formats, there's 12 rounds. So you have a two-round advantage. Um, on there, There's where there's 10 rounds. Josh Allen, boom, just lock them in. You never have to look at QB again. Uh, all the other pieces are pretty easy to stack. You have the Steelers in the first round. Then probably you're going to have maybe Houston or Cleveland in the second round. Like their pass pretty nice. Um, the same thing can be said about uh, CD lamb. The guy has just been a monster. Uh, and you can still probably get Dak in the next round. So it's not, it's not that big of a, because basically to me it's, it's, are you taking Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs or are you taking, uh cd lamb and dak prescott like to me that's more and then you could even add on james cook and uh tony pollard so it's more like those core and they're kind of pretty much the same is that why so we for fantasy we we know that josh allen is the quarterback one we love the upside of the quarterbacks who have the buy the lamar jackson for the baltimore ravens and brock purdy for the san francisco 49ers is the fact that the quarterback for the Bills, Josh Allen, the fact that he is going to be able, if he goes to the Super Bowl, he's going to play all four weeks. And if Dak goes to the Super Bowl, he's going to play all four weeks. Is that a tiebreaker for you? And as, I mean, I assume it is, but is that something that drafters really have to keep in mind is maybe not putting as much investment in these uh, bi-week teams that may have really good players? Yeah, it kind of goes back and forth. Uh, I agree. Like, if you have a limited amount of funds and a limited amount of drafts you want to do, I am probably sticking to more like Dallas and Buffalo builds over San Fran and Baltimore builds. Um, but if you're just, if you have unlimited amounts of money or <laughs> unlimited amounts of draft and time, like, I think you want to mix everything in. Uh, it's definitely on the 10 round draft rooms uh taking lamar makes sense uh you can still get all the other pieces but it's going to cost you around nine or ten jordan love or whoever you want to tack on because you need points in the first round um so look at your advancements some tournaments are you know cumulative scoring where like on drafters uh i like lamar a lot more there so i i try to leverage the sites so i'm taking lamar and Baltimore and San Fran more on those 12 round uh, platforms. Um, and then on the 10 round, I'm, I'm kind of taking more of the other sides. Uh, I'm kind of anti number one seeds on the 10 round site, but at the same time, if they get through and those are the teams that happened last year, uh, will it happen two years in a row? Like, I don't think so, but um, 
yeah, that's that's kind of how I'm playing it. Well, on your website, bestballrankings.com, you have downloadable rankings for the playoff best ball. And one of the most uh, important draft pieces is the first pick. Who are you going to pick? And your selection would more often be Josh Allen. And that is a significant difference versus the ADP that's listed. You have him 12 spots above ADP uh, based on your your site why is the field why do you think the field is so low on josh allen um given that he was the quarterback one he has the possibility of playing four weeks what what do you think is the hesitance of other drafters in taking a josh allen well i would say if someone's listening to this podcast uh, on friday night or friday right a day before it locks I think you're going to see a shift in that. Like Josh Allen will be at the top. Uh, Diggs will be a first round pick. Cook's going to be almost a first round pick too. Uh, The problem is like the bills all for the last six weeks have been fighting for the playoffs. They were out of the playoffs, like huge underdogs. And then every week it got a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And even like last week, like or two weeks ago, we, you just didn't know if they're going to make the playoffs or not. Um, and then now they're, they're the second seed, um, which we couldn't predict that a long time ago. So ADP just has not caught up um, to those. And I don't think playoff best ball, you even want to care about that. You're looking more at the teams and their pass to the Super Bowl. Like that's all you're caring about right now. Well, and his wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, is being drafted much later. Like he, you're obviously able to stack Josh Allen with Diggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diggs, though, has been pretty cold as of late. He's finished with fewer than 10 fantasy points in six of the last eight games in full PPR scoring. Obviously, from site to site, it's different half point versus full, full point PPR. But you also have a love for Diggs. He's one of the players that you view as a value in your rankings. Is it because of the Gabe Davis injury? Is it because the market hasn't caught up? What is the love for Stefan Diggs uh, tied to? And also, how much are you worried that that cold streak may continue into the playoffs? I mean, all above, all the above, I would say. Like, yeah, the Gabe Davis injury, the... um that that i just feel like targets are going to be freed up there um i don't know he kind of has a chip on his shoulder maybe a little bit uh i just i think his adp just hasn't adjusted uh where it should be um and playoff best ball is all about like the core builds so it's not about like if you take Josh Allen, you have to get digs, right? Like that's what you want. Like, yes. I guess you could take like CD lamb or a 49ers receiver instead. And you're playing those two teams. But for me, I just kind of like to get the whole core of that offense and, and build around them. So I, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, he hasn't been good. So he's been a, a bust the last, last few weeks of the regular season. Uh, but I'm hoping that switch turns the other way. Yeah, I mean it's been uh, it's been frustrating for fantasy managers who are drafting him. But you mentioned we are on the podcast Stack Hunters. Make sure that you guys are subscribing to the channel for Player Profiler. We have great guests like James Brimacombe. You can find him on Twitter, Eagles 
but at James Brimacombe still. So you can see him <laughs> in the draft rooms, in the draft uh, streets and the playoff streets. There are a multitude of different uh, playoff best ball sites. James, um, does the fact that San Francisco get the buy, is that one of the reasons why you don't have Christian McCaffrey as your number one? Like, is that a factor or is it that you just do love the pathway for lamb and Allen more? Um, how important is it for people to be mixing in, uh, that San Francisco running back? Uh, so the problem with McCaffrey is not like, yeah, he would be the one-on-one if I could get any other piece with him. That, that's the problem. Like all those 49ers, like all five of them are like top 12 picks. So if you take McCaffrey, like your odds of getting another 49er are maybe like 10, 15%. Like maybe at once out of every like two or three drafts out of 10 that you might you might get another piece of the 49ers. So for me, like, yeah, I will take them sometimes, but it's like McCaffrey. And then I'm going to try to like build out like four chiefs or, or something like that. So it, it's just hard and it doesn't make sense to me right now. So that's kind of why um, I still do it sometimes. So like grab McCaffrey, I'll get bored doing, you know, Buffalo or Dallas builds. And I'm like, Hey, I want to try, try the San Fran build again. That never works out, but let me try again. Just sprinkling a little <laughs> diversity, right? Your portfolio needs to uh, be spread out. How important is it as you are drafting even site to site or maybe within a certain site for you to have diversity uh, in your portfolio of different players and different combinations of the stacks as you're, uh, as you're playing? Because, you know, not everyone has uh, is drafting as many as you. Uh, but also they may not be as creative as you are. So how often is, um, uh, how often are you looking to get those in? Uh, so right now it's like, it's so fun. There's so many contests on all the sites right now. So that to me, that's where I get, I feel like I can leverage off like different sites um, where, yeah, maybe I don't want to take McCaffrey and underdog, but like drafters, like I want McCaffrey because there's two extra roster spots and it's cumulative scoring. So like the amount of points like he's going to accumulate is going to be so much more and their path to Super Bowl is pretty, is the best out there. So yeah, see, I, I mainly draft uh, Ravens and, and 49ers on the 12 round sites where I'm kind of fading them a small fade on the 10 round site. So I'm drafting so much and there's so many contests, so many different rules and, and, and things like that. So I'm always looking at those and I'm looking at how my whole portfolio, like how can I adjust it? How can I leverage my, like all these different teams I'm on? Um, and, and I've been drafting for like four weeks. So like I missed on Jaguars. I've like, I have had some bad picks. So, over the last three days, like as soon as I knew the Bills were the second seed, like I probably have drafted three, four hundred teams um, in those three, three days or whatever, and I've, I've just bumped the Bills way up my rankings to try to get, try to get them everywhere right now because I didn't have them before. 
Um, so, so that's, that's kind of some of the mind games that I play with myself and, <laughs> and kind of how I leverage, uh, all the different contests and, the, and the different sites. Now you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that it's going to be tough to get all of San Francisco, that right. there are five San Francisco players going in the first 12 of ADP on underdog fantasy. How are you navigating that San Francisco team stack? Um, and given, are you taking what's given to you in that, uh, like what falls to you? Are you rotating for exposure just for diversification or is there more of a fate of those, uh, based on, um, a lot of people are drafting them very heavily. Number one and two is they have the bye week. So, um, how are you handling that San Francisco top heavy ADP nature? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just back and forth. Like sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll get bored and want to try different strategies. Uh, or if I get like the one I'm picking at the turn to start the draft at the one six and the two one or whatever, I I'll take a Purdy and an Ayuk there. And then that's how I'll start my team. Um, the problem is it's just like impossible to get McCaffrey. Sometimes you can get McCaffrey with Kittle, um, but then you're going to have to hit AFC for QB. And by that time you already have Mahomes probably off the board. Lamar's off the board, like all the good QBs. Like you're probably going to settle for like a Stroud or a Tua um, things or Flack, like if you want to go that way. So uh, yeah, I don't, they're, they're the really tricky. Uh, I get, they're the favorite for the Super Bowl, so everyone's like attracted to them, and their ADPs are way up. Uh, but sometimes you just have to kind of push back, and and that's kind of what I'm doing in my drafts right now. So, well, James has been dropping a lot of best ball playoff strategies so far. Uh, make sure you guys are following him on Twitter at James Brimacombe. We're going to be right back after a word from our sponsor. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 boom. You can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Oh, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than. Madison, less than. But also, Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. We're back with James Brimacombe dropping the truth bombs here for best ball playoffs. We've got another question 
and it ties into running back rankings. And these are two running backs that are on completely opposite sides of the bracket could end up in the Super Bowl. The now vulnerable Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco, who's being drafted at the running back four, or Tony Pollard, who you've already talked about the the love for Dallas and the importance of the Dallas Cowboys um, getting a, a really favorable matchup against Green Bay and the possibility of their path being in the Super Bowl, having four games uh, possible. Um, Pollard right now, it's very close between Pollard and Pacheco at running back three, running back four. Pollard has struggled as of late. Pacheco has been very hot in the centerpiece of the Chiefs offense. Is it more so that your belief that Dallas has a better pathway to the Super Bowl, um, that Pollard is being drafted at RB3? Or is it that there's just fear that the Chiefs aren't going to be as good this year? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're both like toss ups. I, I get it. Like, as far if it wasn't a playoff format of best ball, it would probably be Pacheco um, because it's a playoff format where, yeah, I think Dallas probably has the more clear path to, to getting to the at least the championship game you know the nfc championship game where i think the chiefs like even dolphins that's gonna be a tough matchup for them i think like could be a lot of points there and like the chiefs haven't been scoring points so like yeah i don't as far as if i had to pick one like it's based on what i do the two rounds before that so like if i'm starting with a deck and and I get a CD lamb at the start, like I'm definitely going Pollard. Um, but sometimes maybe, you know, 20% of the time, maybe I will take Pacheco just instead. So I'm hoping like a Dallas KC Super Bowl. So the whole goal of these is especially an underdog and DraftKings where they are, you're in pods every week. So you're trying to advance out of that pod and get to the next round and advance that round. And you're all trying to get to the Super Bowl with, with a whole startable roster. So you want a startable roster of players. Um, and that's where the big prizes are. So say if I'm, I'm already in on CD and Dak, um, I, I want Pollard over Pacheco because I'm already banking on Dallas being in the Super Bowl. Um, but on the flip side, say I got Mahomes and Kelsey, um, then I want Pacheco. So, it just, yeah, it matters more about the team builds than about the player builds, especially on those ones where they're side-by-side in ADP. So. All right, we'll f- flip to the Ravens here. We kind of said hitting on all of the different teams. Uh, the running back room for the Ravens, this is an interesting one because in, your, in a few tweets you've put out, you've said that you like Justice Hill, but uh, relative to ADP and think he's a good value. Hill is being drafted 20 picks later than Gus Edwards, more than three rounds later. Is that just too far apart compared to what Justice Hill can do for that Baltimore backfield? Or is it that we are confident uh, that Gus Edwards is going to be getting the goal line work uh, instead of Justice Hill or even Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I think it's a play on the goal line work with Gus. Like he's especially in the half point PPR, like touchdowns are super valuable, super important. Um, Justice Hill, like if uh, your full point PPR, probably, yeah, he probably should be closer to Gus Edwards. So 
Um, I like both of them. And to be honest, like even if I go like Bills build, like pretty strong Bills build, I don't mind adding like if Justice Hill still hanging around ninth round or whatever and no one's taking them, I'll just tack them on there because we could see an AFC championship with the Bills and Ravens. So like I, I don't mind them in that situation where like Gus, you probably have to spend like a fourth round pick, you know, or a fifth round or whatever. Um, but that doesn't make sense with like other AFC builds and or whatnot. So usually Gus is like if you're in on the Ravens, like you're adding him with Lamar and and Flowers, and then you'll add you'll definitely add Gus if you can. So we'll stay in Baltimore. Isaiah likely has really come on hot as of late. Um, he's been a top five tight end in three of the last six weeks of the season. Would you rather stack him with Isaiah likely or with Zay flowers who has had his ups and downs over the last few weeks, um, given that uh, it's probable that Mark Andrews doesn't return, but it's still within the range of, I don't think he's been officially ruled out if the Ravens make a, a deep run into the playoffs. Yeah, like I would only count on probably Andrews if, if they made the Super Bowl, and that's like 50-50 then. Um, even if he is, like likely he's shown too much to not, like he, he's become too valuable like to that offense. So uh, as far as like comparing Flowers to likely, like Flowers is still far ahead in my books, um, but likely is really ch- comparable. He's pretty cheap in these contests, so... Um, and I know drafters and uh, DraftKings, you have to feel the tight end. So he's even more valuable there. Um, but I think he's underpriced right now, like across all formats. Um, and I get they're not the number one seed. So maybe there's some some reasoning for the underpricement because of that. Um, but yeah, like if, if I'm going Ravens, like I would, yeah, I want Lamar first. I want Flowers second. And I probably want Gus. Um, third and then likely fourth and then justice hill like in that order that that's how i kind of view the ravens it will stay over on that side of the bracket the cleveland browns take on the houston texans this is going to be an interesting matchup uh even without deshaun watson playing in this game right the the texans Mm -hmm. and browns made trade a few years ago and both of them now into the playoffs the Houston Texans with their new quarterback, CJ Stroud, who is a certainly a favorite to win offensive rookie of the year. He played really well in week 18 and also who played well in week 18 is Nico Collins. Collins, I think for what 180 receiving yards He's clearly the wide receiver. One tank Dell is on the injured reserve. Noah Brown's been dealing with back injuries. Is that why you view Nico Collins as a value even with Cleveland's top-rated defense in round one. Yeah, actually, put a like after that game. I watched that game, and it was so fun to kind of see the Nico and Stroud combo connection. You know, like they should be your poster child for stack hunters, right? Yes. And and I put like a tweet right away. It's like, oh yeah, next year best ball like this this combo at the two three turn. You know, like maybe take a. Jefferson in the first round, and then you come back with a Nico and a Stroud in round two and three. Maybe that's too spicy. Maybe that's too early, but I have Nico Collins. Okay. uh, (laughs) Since we're on this, I actually do have Nico Collins at 
24th overall in my way too early rankings. Yeah, um, nothing wrong with that because I think he's linked to that QB that's like to the moon with that team right now. Stroud, though, I do have at 64th overall. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't go that crazy for uh, for Stroud. Uh, but, you know, we'll see when these uh, when the big board drops, what type of ADPs those are going to show up for. Um, but I, like it, you have to be excited to be drafting a CJ Stroud and a Nico Collins. And I think also sprinkling in like you're probably going to get some discount on Tank Dell, too, who showed big spike week potential uh this this past season so but we don't have him here in the first round which mm-hmm. um what is your reason for optimism for nico collins against this browns defense um i just i feel like that four or five game is just kind of it could go either way like uh, you, you can mm-hmm. take players from texans and you're okay i think you take players from the browns like it's hard to just fade one team completely there and and go all in on the other team because i think both could both could win that game and both maybe can do some damage in the next round um yeah but collins uh, the thing with the texans the reason they're way down the board is same with the steelers same with the packers and even somewhat with the bills like these ADPs have been been in play for like a month long, right? And yes, and no one thought the Packers are making it. No one thought like I mean, te- go pack go, right? Yeah, I know. But, I know. We got the Tunyon jersey in the back. We got my my Packers shirt on. We are we're we're rooting for the pack. But yeah, I was not anticipating them uh, pulling off that that <laughs> run that birthed them the playoffs. James, my goodness. Well, yeah, no, you're gonna have some fun. Uh, against the cowboys too jordan love playing reckless i tell you what (laughs) hey utah state man we like him here in utah jordan loves he's our guy so but yeah no back to the texans it's like we didn't they weren't never for sure a lock to make the playoffs and people just were not drafting them so their adps are just way way higher than what they should be so i think by like friday and kickoff you're gonna see their adps jump like another they're gonna go up like 10 picks or whatever like a full round or two so it just hasn't adjusted so i'm just trying to get like those are the kind of players and things i'm looking for at the end of my drafts that that can can help me in round one and maybe even round two and further on so so it seems like you are um in favor of these two seeds because they can play all four weeks they have a pathway of the super bowl Mm -hmm. dallas and buffalo but James, I live 25 minutes outside of Detroit. The people of Detroit are hungry for the Lions to have some success <laughs> in the playoffs. They haven't won the division in 30 years, and they've got some some really great players on their team. The Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, Jared Goff has played very well. Um, Amon Ra is being drafted right now at the wide receiver five. Mm-hmm. And Gibbs at the running back six. And and I know that there's been a lot of love for Dallas and Buffalo and, of course, the teams that are on by. Um, but those rankings, to me, feel low given the early 2024 rankings that suggest both players, Gibbs and Amon Ra, are near first-round locks. Um, like, is there concern that Detroit doesn't advance very far, um, that they're 
maybe don't have as strong of a path to, I mean, they're going to have to run into Dallas or green Bay, you know, for the next round. Um, but is that just not as strong of a path that you're concerned about? Or is it, is it just a, a team that you're taking a little bit sprinkling in seeing what comes to you? I think the problem with, with, uh, the lions that everyone, and this isn't me personally, but I know like a lot of people, like all I hear is people like the Rams, like everyone is on the Rams bandwagon. <laughs> so if they didn't get the Rams in the first round, like I think you would have a lot more people on the lions. Um, to me, I'm, I'm actually, I'm more in favor of lions over, over Rams. So that's, I feel like the Rams ADPs are kind of out of control. I feel like the lions, the lions are like, you said, they're a favorite in that game. They're at home. They're hungry. They haven't won a game. Um, I get like the Rams are fun, but, but yeah, if they win that game, then it's probably there's if Dallas wins, then it's, it's, they play Dallas and they match up so well against Dallas. So I think the, the lions are a great value team for sure. Um, I think they're going down further in the board than what they should. Uh, if you take like Amon Ra and you take Gibbs or Montgomery or whatever, like how you ever you want to take those, you could take all three of those guys. Um, you can add on Josh Reynolds later or even Jamison Williams. Hopefully he's back. Um, but yeah, like Jared Goff's like free. You can take him like seventh, eighth round. Like, like he probably should be like a third, fourth round core pick for people. Uh, but yeah, the Lions aren't getting any love. So I feel you. I feel you, Michigan. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. The the tension is palpable <laughs> for the Lions here in the playoffs. Sunday night game. Uh, especially given that Michigan just experienced the winning of the national championship last night. Right. We're recording <laughs> Tuesday, January 9th, 2024, and Michigan, University of Michigan beat uh Washington. And uh, so we were, everyone was tired this morning when, when I came into school and, and to work and saw everybody and they were just so tired. So many kiddos sleeping because they stayed up really late rooting for the Wolverines. Uh, so there's some palpable tension here for the football teams here in the state of Michigan. Um, one question that I have for you, and this is one that is kind of structural, I anticipate, in, in your answers. You get to the last three rounds, you, especially an underdog, rounds eight, nine, and ten. How are you handling those few those last few rounds? Are you just trying to game stack a little more, or are you trying to fill in a gap of maybe a bye week? Uh, if you took San Francisco or Baltimore, like what is the leverage play here for the last couple picks that, that uh, you're making here in the playoff best ball streets? Yeah, there's a few ways to play that. So yeah, if you're going Baltimore, San Fran, you're probably going to want more like a Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, like you're going to want guys for like one week, uh, Aaron Jones, Jaden Reed, your guys, you know, like you're going to want those guys to give you like those huge spike weeks. Cause you, cause the fact if you're taking San Fran and Baltimore builds, like you're going to take like five of those and you're going to have like five players that are going to score for you in week one. So you want like all these high spike week leverage guys to bump you into round two. Um, so you can actually get something out of your Baltimore San Fran players. Um, so yeah, like there's that, 
I think there's that angle. Um, and of drafts also, I like to just go crazy on a team. Say, like, I'm building out the Bills. I'm taking Josh Allen. I'm taking Diggs. I'm taking Cook. I'm taking Kincaid. I'm taking probably Shakir now. So, like, those five. But um, maybe I also take Dawson Knox and make it six. And maybe I take Gabe Davis, hope he gets back, and I go to seven. So, like, I could use those last picks to, just to go all in on a team. <coughs> Sorry. How are you? Uh, are you doing any handcuffing at all? Are you anticipating that you, I look, maybe this you don't draft. Okay. Yes. You take the <laughs> handcuff. I don't think you would take two running backs on the same team for most teams. Uh, like you're not taking Gus Edwards and justice Hill. Are you, or is that something that you're considering as well? Um, Baltimore is tricky to do that, but say you go Dallas. Um, yeah. And I take Pollard and Rico. Like I don't only take those two. Like I don't take any other running backs. So I'll take Dak with those two running backs. And then I'll, then I have seven receivers that I can take because you're not that you're handcuffing it. You're basically just betting on that team. You're betting on that offense. Um, but yeah, it, it is risky maybe, but um I think Miami is another one you can do that with. Yes. Um, even the Eagles, if you want to do like, like they're, they're dropping way down fast, but if you want like back in the day, I was taking Swift and Gainwell, Right. And, and I had hurts and I was just betting on them. Um, well, Monty and Gibbs, right. That was yeah, the same, know. same with Detroit. So you already have that, that whole team you're betting on that team anyway, and you're going all in on that team. So why not? why do you need another running back there? You know? So that's kind of how I play those. Um, then if you got get into the Super Bowl, you have both of them. Um, and then actually, if you get in the Super Bowl, then you're, then you're cheering for whatever one of those running backs is lesser owned. Say if you did like the Swift and Gainwell, you're cheering for Gainwell over Swift, right? Because less people are going to have Gainwell. So it's kind of a gameplay. Uh, all right, James, you have to indulge me because I got my Packers shirt on and, you know, you're you're talking to a Packers fan. Um, how would you order the priority for the Green Bay Packers wide receivers? Because we've got Jaden Reed, who's shown immense flashes. Um, it's certainly nice upside, but not the the weak game breaking upside uh, that Christian Watson has. Mm -hmm. But Watson's been dealing with injuries and he's been dealing with inconsistent play Dontavian Wicks has come on strong but he doesn't have a the player profile that suggests that this is sustainable Romeo Dobbs has had his touchdown flashes Bo Melton has somehow come on like <laughs> Rutgers guy like we there are there have been flashes from all five of these wide receivers and I think you know more heavily weighted toward Reed uh, over the last few weeks, Reed and Wicks, but how are you handling these Green Bay wide receivers? How would you value them or rank them? Well, I think uh, if we're thinking about next year's best ball, that's a whole different story because like the Packers are so fun right now. They're just like on fire, but I mean, they're going into Dallas. Like it's going to be a tough, like I wouldn't get them ahead of myself right now, but I just think like Jordan Love is set up for some success here and next year um, with all these young receivers. As far as like the playoff stuff, um, like I would love, like I'm not a Cowboys fan, but that's the way I've been playing these best ball streets. But 
uh, I would love like the Packers to kind of make them <laughs> give them a get game, into a shootout. Know? Yeah, yeah, but the I'm not really drafting any of the Packers. Um, like Aaron Jones, I'll add as a one-off, um, and then maybe I add on Reed. Like those are the only two. So like I'm not. You don't have to go that far down, okay. and, and especially when it's that big of an underdog. You know, seven was it seven and a half points? Um, yeah, yeah. And then at least as know, of right now, well, and then even if they win that game, like some by some somehow, then they got to go into San Fran, right? So like, I'm just it's it's a hard path for them. Like it's a Jordan Love. Thank you for making the playoffs, but let's see what you got in round one and kind of go from there. But yeah, just just. Aaron Jones would be my top pick there. Uh, to add Jordan Love if I get like a Lamar uh, or a Purdy and need a second QB just to float me in week one. So I'd, I'd consider Jordan Love. Um, but yeah, Reed seems like he has the most ceiling. So that's what I'm looking for in these. When I'm looking for one-offs at the end of drafts, I want guys that, you know, a touchdown or two and 100 yards. Like that's what I'm looking for. And he he seems like he could give you that, or he could give you maybe five points. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna find out here very soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of chatter on on the the X machine on Twitter at, over the last couple of days about how uh, playoff best ball is become the wild west sometimes, and you enter these draft rooms that can get kind of crazy or wonky or, or mm-hmm. picks that just don't make sense for a particular team's build, but it definitely messes with other teams. Um, how are you handling a room that like goes off the rails or goes rogue? Like what are some barriers, um, or, or guardrails that you have in place in case things just do not go as planned. Uh, I usually uh, kind of welcome that, that chaos. Like I enjoy it. And that's, that's actually kind of why I draft in these because I could do a hundred drafts and they look all the same. Like, yeah, take, take my QB, take my guy, make me do something different. You know, like I, I, I do like that, but yeah, like I get the frustrations if you're only doing a couple and, you have this perfect thing set up and you've seen other people posting screenshots of the, of the stack they got. And then the guy right before you takes, takes the guy, you know, but yeah, I think this is part of the game. Like you, you have to worry about your own, your own style, your own drafting. Um, if somebody takes a guy, maybe you should have took him around earlier, you know, don't worry about ADP so much. Um, and if you do, if you do get sniped or whatever you want to call it, um, the, you just have to adjust really quick. Uh, and, and that that's to me, that's the most fun in these. Like I, yeah, if I have I take Josh Allen and this happened a lot, like today I've drafted a lot of teams and then somebody takes digs right in front of me. I was like, Oh man, I, you know, I got to get pissed. Like I spent a lot on Allen, but, um, how do I adjust to that? So like, maybe I just take James cook and then I, you know, take the other Buffalo receivers and, or I, you know, take a NFC, uh, receiver in, in that spot where I would have took digs. So like, I'm, I'm on you know, that's a perfect example where someone takes digs and then I come back with him and maybe I only have that build on 1% of my teams, but I have this Josh Allen and digs build on, you know, like 15% of my teams, you know, so 
to me, that's that's actually a good thing to to kind of get sniped and to it it actually helps you in the long run. You'd be surprised. James telling us that it's good to be sniped. Oh my goodness, <laughs> destroying the snacks. James has come on and he's saying, no, not stack hunters, stack destroyers. We're we're here for that. Minus uh, stack, stack hunters means like you get you get sniped and then you gotta go hunt for another stack. You, we know? Do, you, just, you we try do. something else. <laughs> this is excellent. Uh make sure you guys are following James on Twitter at James Brumacomb. You'll see him in the draft streets as Eagles with three Z's at the end. You can also go to his website bestballrankings.com and you can download his rankings there and uh it's been a lot of fun having you on james one last question before we leave uh the people want to know are there any other players that you are either fading significantly um or that you are above adp or you know since we're talking not just players but like stacks of players um yeah. that you are above ADP or above expectation compared to your peers in the, in the draft rooms or a core of players that you're saying, no, I'm, I'm just not getting a lot of exposure to them. Uh, it's, it's kind of tricky. because like, I've been drafting for four weeks, so it's kind of like up and down and like maybe one week news changes. So I adjust and I draft differently. There's like a new set of tournaments that come out. So and they they fill in three or four days that tournament so then you can readjust the next tournament so yeah like right now it's just the bills like i'm all in on the bills um and probably the cowboys is the next um the dolphins and the eagles are free right now so if you were drafting them heavier earlier uh and you like them and same as like the lions they're like we talked they're like a good underdog team to kind of root for right now like those are the kind of kind of teams that they get that first win and they they'll get rolling uh, i think i think the lions have like all the pieces that that could be a good a good team uh to give you a shot like if you're fading san fran and dallas in the nfc like they're they, they have a decent road to the to the super bowl like a harder one like the rams and the cowboys probably they're gonna have to beat but i don't know uh, yeah, I'm open to everything. Like, I don't really have a full fade, or I don't really have. I'm in love with this team. I'm only drafting them, no one else, kind of thing. So, uh, I'm still drafting Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown and round four and five like an idiot. So, <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> well, it seems like you have a lot to offer, and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here, James. As I said, make sure you guys are following James on Twitter at James Brimacombe, going to his website, bestballrankings.com. And, of course, make sure you guys are subscribing here. Any last words, James, for the people? Uh, no, I'm just – just have fun with these drafts, the playoffs ones. There's nothing better. Um, they're really fast. You can do a few at a time if you want. Um, and there's like $3, $5 in your plan. Like skip lunch for a day, you know, do a draft. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then with big board will be coming. So yeah, it never stops. Uh, but yeah, probably look for those stacks stack hunters so like get out there and hunt hunt for those stacks no matter yeah i don't like snipes either so i i, I take it all back <laughs> <laughs> excellent stack those 
players on behalf of James, I'm Bradley. And until next time, good luck in the playoff best ball streets, everybody. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.